Hello everyone, it's Pastor Ed Spagnoli coming to you from McKinney, Texas. and I'm pastor of Gospel Saving Church, just a little dinky church here in McKinney. Um, just speak the truth, always in love, always the truth. Uh, never going to lie to you, never going to try to deceive you, not apostate, uh, not, uh, not, not tickle in your ears uh, with stories that will make you feel good, just speaking the truth to you. Anyway, good day to you all out there. Um, this is uh, one of our little podcasts or gospel broadcasts of truth, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's just a revelation that God just recently gave me over the past, I would say, month or month and a half that uh, unfortunately I've just been busy wrapped up in life and sorry I haven't been able to bring it to you. But God's been putting it on my heart that I needed to get it out there. So so here it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's concerning a topic of today that is so controversial and it has separated so many people. And I really hope that you're able to take the truth with you home today and you're able to understand what I'm saying to you and God gives you ears to hear and, and that you know as you go forth and you tell other people that he'll give them ears to hear. I really pray that um, because it's, it's, it's concerning the topic of global warming. Uh, now, you know, your, your hairs may be raising up on the back of your neck right now going, whoa, wait a minute, global warming. Oh, man, I already know what he's going to say. He's going to say, you know, he's a Christian. He doesn't believe in it. Well, you're right. I don't. And I am a Christian, born-again Christian, it is. And I do not believe in global warming, at least man-made global warming. I'll start off the podcast saying this, uh, that I do agree and I do believe that there is a global warming that's going on on the earth today. But... The founder, excuse me, of the Weather Channel stated it very boldly on a on a, one of his uh, YouTube videos that he did. There's been man, there's been global warmings and global freezings uh, ever since the beginning of you know beginning, and that's what they find in the glacier caps when they search down in them and they take the little cores and they take the samples. They find that there's been times that the Earth has gone through a natural time of warming, uh, having nothing to do with mankind in our industry or our, our technology is whatever you want to call it and there's been times of global freezing where again outside of anything that man has had to do it's just kind of a process that the earth goes through a global warming and a global cooling and just a natural uh, thing of God's creation it's just kind of what happens but it has nothing to do with man uh, and the reason I want to bring this to you today is is, is because uh, about a month ago or a month and a half ago maybe month ago or less, I was having a conversation with this young lady and, excuse me, I was having a conversation with this young man and we were talking about it and he's very conservative, uh, not a born again Christian, but he's very conservative as, as myself. And we were talking about, you know, the different things about global warming and how it's a scare tactic, which it's true. If you, if you look at all the hype about global warming, it's, it's all kind of out there. It's, it's meant for you to be scared and it's meant for you to, you know, buy into the propaganda. And, and so we were talking about all that and he agrees with me. I agree with him. And, you know, really didn't, when you look at some of the data, the data is, is kind of skewed by the, by NASA. And, but if you look at real data, the, the real data doesn't show any, any differences in anything that the earth hasn't already gone through and all the different times that it's gone through in its existence since God created it. So anyway, you know, if you're a Christian out there and you listen to this, I want you to encourage you. This is going to give you a, the last angle, really, the last angle you'll ever need, the falsity, I should say, of man-made global warming. Because it just simply 
does not exist. No matter what we do, uh, it's not going to influence God's creation. And I'll explain to you why this revelation that God gave me. Um, anyway, backing up, I had, was having this conversation with this young man and we were talking about it. Well, anyway, as he was leaving me, this young lady approached me and she was kind of on her way past me as well too, but she had, she overheard our conversation and wasn't bold enough to just jump right in, which I, I wouldn't mind it if she did. Cause that's kind of, I, I like having conversations with people about, you know, controversial topics in the Bible and I love to have conversations with people. Anyway, so she jumps in and she says, just kind of in a rush as she's kind of walking away, and she says, you know, um, you know, calls me by name. You know, she had heard my name, and and she says, you know, I heard. I can't believe you don't believe in global warming. I'm on the internet, and and there's this lady, and and she's a Christian, and she even believes uh, that that global warming's real. And you should look up her name. Or and she and she gave me her name, and I I didn't for the life of me get it because she was kind of saying it so fast. But after she got off the, after she, after she left and she went away and we weren't able to have a lengthy conversation on it, I wish we would have, I started thinking about it. I started meditating on it and I, God actually started talking to me about the things that she said. And, and I started thinking about it. Uh, this lady who professes to be a Christian also believes in global warming, man-made global warming that is. And I do not believe in man-made global warming. Does that mean I think we should trash our earth and, and tear it up and, and destroy it and, and throw our trash everywhere and, and, and don't have sewer systems for our, our, you know, our, our wastes and, and whatnot that we put into the toilets? No. I think God put us here and we're supposed to take care of what we have. But does that mean I think that we need to go out there and hug every tree and, and save every, every plant and every... No, I don't. And because... Again, with the little revelation I'm going to give you here today, I don't believe in man-made global warming, and believe it or not, neither does God, and neither does the Bible agree with it. So anyway, this young lady left, the young man left, and I started meditating and thinking, and God starts speaking to me, and and I so it it, it really prompted He really prompted me, I should say, to go forth and do some research. So. You know, you can't have a, any kind of argument or any kind of debate without knowing both sides of the story. So, of course, I know the Christian side very well, and I know the Bible side very well, but I don't know the side of, you know, the scientists and what they believe and all the hype and what they exactly believe. I know that they believe that we're going to global warming and we're destroying the earth, and but I didn't quite know what level that they took it to. So I went ahead uh, that night or the next night I was at home and got on Google and uh, not that, you know, trust me, I don't trust everything on Google, but I was, I searched biased sources, which means that I searched sources that would be pro uh, global warming. And as I did, the picture that God was kind of speaking to my heart was really, really coming clear. So I, I went on, you know, one of these, a scientific America, you know, not, not, a Christian looking at science or a Christian looking at the uh, global warming and evolution. None of that. That's unbiased. Or that's going to be biased in the wrong direction. I wanted to get the, the, the cold, hard truth of what the other side, opposite me, how they fully thought. And I wanted to see what they said the nth of their idea would be. Well, if you're not sure what the nth is, the nth is taking an idea... And you take it all the way out to the very end of the idea. Okay, so you know, 
if, if, if a woman gets pregnant, what's the nth of a woman getting pregnant? Well, the nth is she's going to have a baby. That baby's going to grow up, hopefully procreate and have another, you know, be involved in having another child and so on and so forth all the way until the world ends. That's the nth of childbearing. Well, the nth, what is the nth degree of global warming? Well, so I, again, I went to these sites that were biased towards their side. I wanted the full truth of what they thought was truth anyway. So I, I picked on a couple few websites, Scientific America, you know, USA Today, or, you know, all the, all the different sites, two or three different sites that were all for their whole global warming, man-made global warming agenda that they have. And as I did, as God spoke to me, and I saw it so clear, here, here's what God showed me. The nth, the very nth of the degree of what global warming will lead to, man-made global warming that is, is that we human beings will make the earth uninhabitable. So that means that one day the scientists think if we don't change our ways, if we don't, you know, repent and start, you know, saving every tree and saving every forest and saving every whale and 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 pulling back all production on things and going green as as uh, some of our uh, some of our congressmen and senators like to tell us, and as a, as as one young lady came out and you know, saying in a in a in a in a YouTube video not too long ago uh, that we need to eat the babies, kill the babies, because human beings are the problem, because we're making so much CO two with our breath and our and the way we live and and our, our waste, and so people are the problem. So we need we need to cut down popu we need to have population control. You know, the less people on Earth, the longer the Earth is going to be alive. So I went to their nth, and I looked on their websites, and they say, according to them, that the very nth degree of global warming is that mankind themselves will make the earth uninhabitable, and we will basically extinguish our species from this planet. You know, uh, maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll, uh, they think we'll be able to extinguish the earth kind of like a, you know, an atom bomb or a nuclear war, you know, might, might, they think might take out every single person on planet earth. Either way, either way, however you want to say it, they believe that the end of their belief is if we don't change our ways, that the, we will, the earth will still be here, but humankind will basically wipe ourselves out till the earth then is too hot for any of us to live on. Again, the earth will remain, but of course, you know, without, we'll kill ourselves. And of course, maybe they think that we'll be like Mars or Venus or, you know, Pluto or whatever. We'll be a planet with no population anymore. The planet will still remain but people will all be destroyed. The rising sea levels and the rising heat will make it too hot and a little less, pop less land for us to live on. Either way, the end result is we extinguish ourselves. And, you know, when you think about that and when you look at that and when you think about that, it really does sound scary. Oh, my gosh. Wow, could we really do that? But take heart. I don't know if you're a Christian, whether you're a non-believer, uh, global, global warming, man-made global warming is a lie. And I can assure you that it's a lie. And here's why I know it's a lie. Because guess what? The Bible says so. And you know, I hate to pull that trump card. Well, the Bible says so. Well, if the Bible says something, it's, it, 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 you know, you act like the Bible's the end all to end all. Well, actually, 
It is. You, you see, because the Bible has one thing in it that no other book has in the whole world. And then I'll get to why the Bible says that it, it, it basically throws glo man-made global warming out the window. And, and you see, the Bible gives one thing that no other book in the world gives to the pinpoint accuracy that it gives it, and, and that's called prophecy. The Bible has more than that to prove its authenticity that it's really of a divine creator. But just taking a look at prophecy. A prophecy is something that God said in the past, a long time ago, a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, five thousand years ago, six thousand years ago, the creation of Adam and Eve and the whole world and everything, about sixty-five hundred years ago or roughly. And we take those things that he said and then we say, okay, is it real? Well, let's see what's going to happen. Well, I can tell you right now that the Bible is 100% accurate when it comes to God giving prophecy. If God says something uh, that is going to happen, then 100% of the things that can't could have happened up till now have happened up till now. God does, though, talk about the end of the world, and he does give a prophecy about that, and prophecies, I should say. And you see, well, if he's 100% with his track record up till now, he's going to remain 100% up till now. Just one. Uh, Jesus Christ, when his disciples came up to him, asking him about uh, Matthew chapter 24, uh, Jesus gave his, basically his, his disciples come to him asking him, you know, uh, when will the end times come? When will the end of the world be? And Jesus said, don't worry about that. Be careful. You're not deceived. Um, but and he tells them all these things are going to happen. And then he tells them about the temple, the temple mount, the temple where they were, that they were around the temple buildings. And he said, all these stones that you see here, the great temple of Herod the Great that he had built for the Jews uh, in his honor, of course, uh, he said, not one stone is going to be left upon another. And Jesus gave that prophecy at around 31 or 30 or 31 or 32 AD. He died and, and was murdered, I should say, and then rose, rose again in about 33 AD. So this is a, you know, a year or so before he passed away when his disciples were coming to him. And it, did it happen? Yes, it happened. Jesus Christ gave the prophecy. And in 70 AD, Titus, the Roman governor, came into Jerusalem and in the Maccabean era and Maccabees and the Jews were rebelling against Rome and they were rebelling against uh, you know the Rome's leadership and rulership over Israel and so Titus came in to quell that rebellion in about 70 AD and he destroyed the temple and burned all the gold off the temple and threw every stone off the all the temple so that he could get the gold that he had melted inside upon all the people. Kind of a gruesome death. Nevertheless, to this very day, Jesus' words in 32 AD, 31, 32 AD, came to pass in 70 AD, and his prophecies are unmatched. Unlike Nostradamus, unlike any of these other people that were on drugs and that did all kinds of crazy things and then gave some things that they thought were going to happen. But, uh, you know, there's going to be a fire in the world somewhere uh, tomorrow. Well, I guarantee you there's going to be a fire somewhere in this world tomorrow. That's not a that's not a pinpoint prophecy. That's just a random guess of things that are going to happen in this world. Who could have ever known that the, that the Jewish temple would have been destroyed in 70 AD by Titus? Well, Jesus did, Jesus being God. So his words are eternal and his words are perfect and his words, his prophetic words are absolutely 100% accurate. Well, he spoke about the end of the world in his book, the Bible, in two books actually, 
Um, he spoke through his apostle Peter, and he also spoke um, by himself, uh, for himself, in the book of Revelations. And he actually tells us exactly how things are going to end. And guess what? I bet you can't guess. If you can, here it is. It's not man-made global warming. It is, a, it is a warming, but beyond a warming, it's God's destruction of the earth while people still remain. If you want to turn to 2 Peter chapter 3 and go down to verse 10, I'm going to start reading there. God says this through Peter, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Now, this isn't global warming, man-made global warming. This is something that God is sending on the earth to destroy the earth. And then Peter goes on to say, verse 11, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, uh, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So you may be thinking, well, you know, isn't that global warming, Pastor Ed? Well, no, that's God's melting of the earth, not any man-made global warming, because God's talking about how he's going to destroy the earth completely. So which means no more planet earth. But did you catch there too? No more heavens or earth. And the Bible considers the heavens the whole universe. So this isn't man-made global warming that's reaching out and touching galaxies that are uh, 10 billion light years away. This is God's wrath coming upon humankind for their rebellion against him. And he's going to dissolve everything by his fervent, massive heat, which he's going to bring down however he's going to do that. But it's not man-made global warming. And I can show you that there's actually still people on the earth. If you just want to go over to Revelation, let me get there, excuse me. Revelation chapter 20, we read, here's what that scene's going to look like as far as people are concerned. Because if we're, our man-made global warming is true, and we're going to extinguish the earth our, our, our lives on the earth, but the earth is still going to remain because that's their belief. That's the nth degree to their belief. Believe it or not, there are still people on the earth when God brings this judgment. If you want to go to Revelation chapter 20, all right, and you want to go down to verse 7, we read this. This is what God says. And, and look at the people still here. So Satan had just been thrown into the into the lake of fire, into the into hell for a thousand years. And this is this is the end of that thousand years. Verse 7, Revelation 20. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations. We'll see there's still nations. I want you to see the timeline that this is taking place in. So he goes out to deceive the nations. Well, we know that to deceive the nations, there's got to be people in the nations to deceive. So he goes out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather together to battle, whose number is as the sand of sea, sand of the sea. They, speaking about people, went up on the breadth of the earth, this is here's the earth, right, and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, which would be Jerusalem. 
And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So you see, we have there, we have still the, like, it couldn't be more the end of the world. It's right there, the end of the world, it's right there. People, the devil comes out of, uh, of hell. He deceives people from all nations all over the globe all over planet Earth, and they go up to destroy the, the, the saints of God and, and Jesus Christ who are all hanging out, you know, in, in, in peace and joy on Earth and, and on a, on after the thousand-year reign of Christ on the Earth, and there's people there. And then God takes and he pours fire out of his mouth and, and destroys them all, and there are people on the Earth. Now, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. My take on that is going back to Peter. That's probably where we see God melting the earth with fervent fire and destroying the heavens and the earth right there. Anyway, uh, face earth and, and heaven fled away, meaning they dissolved away, like Peter says, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, go forth into the very next chapter, verse, or chapter 21, Revelation 21. 21, verse 1. It's all in a progression here. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw a holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So you see, we have the same thing that Peter said, God destroying the earth after God wiped out the evil people that all came against Christ and his saints that were in the city Jerusalem. They were all, uh, this right after the thousand-year reign of Christ had ended and, and Satan was released from his prison. And you see, you have people and you have the end of the world. And the end of the world was not caused by man-made global warming. Now, doubt if you will. I, I, I pray you have eyes to see. But there is your answer. Is man-made global warming accurate? Will man, humankind, uh, if we don't change our ways, which we're not, we're not, and, you know, where things are kind of staying the same, and and we're they they still claim uh, uh, they, they still claim there's not much time, and the Earth is going to be gone, we're going to destroy ourselves. So, either man's right or God's right, and you see, since I just said in prophecy, God says things are going to happen, and He's a hundred percent accurate up until now. And he's even accurate concerning the things that are going on right now. That's, that's not going to be in this little uh, powerful revelation that God gave me, but you, you can just read your Bible. Read, read Matthew chapter 24. Read Matthew, uh, the whole chapter. And you just look at how things are going now and look at how Matthew chapter 24 kind of chronicles them. And again, Jesus gave them in 31 or 32 AD. Okay, And now we're 2000 and almost 20 AD, which is almost 2000 years later. Okay? And we see the things that Jesus said playing out. We go back to the Old Testament uh, where it spoke of Jesus and how he was to come, um, the fall of Babylon, uh, the rise of Cyrus the Great, uh, the Cyrus Scroll. You can look at all these things. 
in the Bible and God's word is accurate 100% prophecy. It's all been predated to be way before anything that, that happened happened. And yet we have God's prophecy 100% all the way through the Bible. Although this end hasn't come yet, I'm putting my money on God. I'm putting my money on God because he's never been wrong. So the end all to end all, the, the closure to every argument out there, to, if you're a Christian and you really believe you're a Christian, you believe the Bible, you cannot believe global warming anymore. Man-made global warming is a fraud. It's meant to scare people. It's meant to divide people so that the elect or the, the elite can take over and destroy us all and try to suppress us even more. And, and the more we fight amongst one another, the, the more Satan wins, the more we become divided as people. And that's just one of the many tricks and tools that the devil has to separate mankind. Racism and, and of course, religion. Not that every religion is right, but if we just talked about our religion together instead of fought and went to war uh, over the religions, and we actually had people that were defending the Bible and, and Christianity like it's like the Bible does, like the Bible says we should, then there would be no debate, there would be no arguing. We could have a we could have peaceful conversations, but not be so divided in hatred as we are today. So the end all, the end all. Global warming, man-made global warming is a fraud, and the Bible says so. God's prophecy says so. Mankind will not wipe out themselves. God will wipe out the end of the world. God will wipe out all the people, dissolve everything himself. Mankind will not do it. Anyway, you heard it here first. End all to end all in that conversation. Praise God, he's good. Keep up the fight, good soldier Christian. Fight the good fight of faith. Get out there with that argument. Uh, it's, it's irrefutable. Uh, just have people, if they argue with the Bible, go take a look at the prophecies of the Bible. You can't fight them. They're 100%. It's a hands-down argument. And if you are a disbeliever, you're not a Christian maybe. Maybe you believe in global warming. You have to argue with the Bible. And I challenge you, go look at the prophecies of the Bible. Go look. Go look for yourself. Please go look at the prophecies of the Bible. Just look up prophecies of Jesus Christ. Prophecies of the great Cyrus scroll. Prophecies of the fall of Babylon. Of fall, uh, the rise of Alexander the Great. Um, Nebuchadnezzar and, and what came after him, the book of Daniel. At one, unbelievable the amount of prophecy that the Bible has that actually de depicts and, and foretells things that were going to happen that happened, that the Bible called that were going to happen hundreds and even thousands of years later. And, and why would God stop being accurate now? Or why would the Bible become false and inaccurate now? It's not. Man-made global warming is a trick. It's meant to scare you, to be divided against me in anger and hatred. And I don't hate you. I love you. And I want you to know the truth. Anyway, God loves you. And he's wanting you to come to him. He's trying to call you to himself right now. If you're not his, uh, please seek Jesus. Jesus said, seek and you shall find. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open to you. God wants you to seek him today. And he wants to reveal himself to you. God loves you all. And he's wanting you to come to him. Please, please, please seek him, seek him, seek him. And again, this is Pastor Ed from Gospel Saving Church signing out. Hope to see you in heaven someday.